This week's episode of PR Hangover, we will dive into the mantra of life, liberty, and pie. You're listening to PR Hangover, a podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's chapter of PRSSA. I'm your host, Olivia Dolly, and I want to thank you for choosing this podcast to hear your PR hangover. Hey everyone, this past week was the continuing of the celebration that brings summertime in northern Michigan to life. This eight-day festival has been officially a celebration since 1968. This week's episode, we will dive into learning about Ellie Keebler, a GVSU alum who is currently working as the digital marketing specialist at the Cherry Republic. Through this episode, Ellie discusses her experiences leading up to her current role. She also discusses her time at Grand Valley and also her time at Georgetown University and some of her past communications experiences. So without further ado, let's welcome Ellie Keebler. Um, how are you surviving the weather in northern Michigan? Is it cooler or is it warmer? Um, lately, it's been very warm, but I'm very lucky to live right next to the bay. So me and my dog, Archie, we go there often and play ball and stuff. So I'm very fortunate. Wow, that's awesome. Well, let's just like get right in- into it today, Elizabeth. Um, so first, do you want to just take a second and kind of introduce yourself, maybe your background or any relevant kind of experience you've had lately? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can go ahead and call me Ellie. That's what most people call me at Grand Valley when I went there. Um, So my name is Ellie Keebler. I am currently living in Traverse City, Michigan as the digital marketing specialist at Cherry Republic um, at their headquarters in Glen Arbor. Um, So the whole reason I'm on here is because I went to Grand Valley and graduated in 2019 from the PR and advertising um, program, and I absolutely loved it. After that, I went out to Washington, D.C., where I worked in the United States House of Representatives and also at the National Pension Fund for a couple of years um, while getting my master's at Georgetown University in corporate communications and public relations. Uh, When COVID hit, I needed, you know, an outlet. So I started food blogging and I got really into the food side of things. So I ended up joining Cherry Republic um, full time as their digital marketing person. Wow. Wow. It sounds like you've been really busy these past couple of years. Um, wow. That's awesome. Yes. My path has definitely not been like most of my um, peers that I graduated with. It's been very off the, off the beaten path, but I have loved every second of it. That's awesome. Wow. That's so cool. Um, so I guess since you reside in Northern Michigan right now, what is like a summertime activity that you like to do? Yeah. So actually, usually it's right in the beginning of summer, me and my very best friend, we train for the Bayshore half marathon. So shut up. I, I just know. Ah, Did you do it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I probably saw you then. So oh. we train, we train for like five months ahead of it. And then obviously, as you know, you run down, what do we run down? Peninsula drive? Yeah. Yep. Peninsula drive. And it was so beautiful. So it just kind of sets off summer up here and it's such a blast. That's awesome. Yeah. I was so worried. I didn't look at the course map or anything, which I probably should have. And so I was like, oh shoot, is it going to be hilly? I didn't train for hills, <laughs> but it's it was kind of hilly. The first one, the first one off, I was like, oh no, <laughs> um, it was great though. Yes. Uh, that's awesome. So, um, do you want to tell me a little bit about what you do at Cherry Republic? Yes. So our marketing team at Cherry Republic is awesome. Um, I always knew about Cherry Republic growing up. I guess I didn't quite know about the size of it. Um, It's a very large company. So we have six stores around Michigan and I work at our headquarters out of Glen Arbor, which is about a 30 minute drive from me. Um, So there I'm the digital marketing specialist and I do all things Google advertising. 
um, search engine optimization for our website. I am in charge of sending out our Sunday emails to our 150,000 email contacts, which is a pretty big base. Um, I help, oh, I food blog. So I run our food blog there. So I get to make recipes with all things cherries and, you know, hear what our customers want, hear what our, you know, internal team wants to make. So I get to, you know, usually spend my Fridays in the kitchen, cooking, baking, blogging. Um, So anything marketing, anything blogging, you name it, I probably help with it at Cherry Republic. We have an awesome team. Wow. That, that sounds like a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah. I tell everyone, I, I tell my coworkers and my family, like it literally does not feel like a job because it's just such a blast and a great place to work at. So I'm so lucky. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. So, um, how did you manage to land this role? So touching back to when I opened up, I went through a creative rut during COVID probably like many. Um, I didn't like what I was doing. I didn't like politics and I kind of, um, developed a food allergy to dairy, like many Americans. So I just started posting recipes and I got really into food photography and food blogging. Um, so from there I was like, okay, this is the route I want to go in. I knew I couldn't make the money I wanted purely influencing. So I started applying for jobs across the country at different um, food retail stores. And I landed one at Cherry Republic and moved up here to Trevor City. So I'm so fortunate. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really cool. So um, I guess what kind of things would you make before you um, got your job here? So I made all dairy-free foods and it was always really simple, simple things. So like little snacks or little sandwiches. Because I feel like when people are dairy-free, they're like, what do I make? They just lean on carbs and things like that. Um, so I started doing that and it was great and it transitioned me to here. So, but now sometimes I'm asked to make like complicated things at cherry, like a kiffle, like a, I think it's a Polish kiffle. I destroyed them. They were terrible. I, so I'm not, I'm definitely not great at like the longer pastry type items, but it's, it's been fun regardless. So do you use like, um, like instead of egg or do you use egg too? So egg is technically not considered dairy, but a lot of people do have issues with it. So I use egg, but I just use vegan butters or coconut oils and things like that to substitute. But at Cherry Public, it's full on board everything. So, you know, we got the butter in there, the yeah, <laughs> eggs, everything. Of course, yeah. Yes. Wow, that's so cool. So um, let's see. Is there anything that I know, like with PR, it's always changing and you're always doing something new. But I guess, is there something that you do every day for, say? every day. So I definitely strayed a little bit from public relations, which may be different from a lot of people in our uh, program. So I really focused on corporate communications, which led me more into the marketing side of things, um, which I have absolutely loved. So every day, usually when I get into the office, I go through my emails, obviously. And then I usually start drafting our Sunday email first thing right away on Monday. So I can take it to my boss to get approval for, because then it has to go into design. I search engine optimize our product pages. I do that. I work with Google ads and we have an outside company that helps us with that. So I'm always working with them and then just assisting with whatever my boss needs me to do, or, you know, assisting with our social media manager and what he needs me to do things like that. Cool. Nice. Nice. Every day. It's, it's really something different. I'm just really lucky and it's so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you have, um, like a photography background at all? I don't, I totally don't. It was black Friday, 2019, right before COVID. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get this camera, whatever. So I went out and got a Nikon and it has became my best friend. I use it all whenever I cook anything. I'm like, Oh, snap, snap. So 
Yep. No, no background, just all learning from YouTube and things like yeah. that. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. What is, um, so like if there was anything that you could change about your role, is there anything at all? Or do you just really enjoy the whole atmosphere of it? Man, I, I don't really have one thing I'd change. I'd probably say I'd want a full-time food blog for them. Like I, that is just my passion. So I would totally just want to be in the kitchen every day, search engine, optimizing blogs, post them out to our public, things like that. But I mean, honestly, I love everything I do where at my old jobs, I would wake up hating my life. So now I'm just like, every day I wake up, I'm like, Oh, thank God I work for Terror Republic. So that's, that's really good. That's really good. Yes. Um, so what do you do kind of to get ready for a post on your food blog or just with Terror Republic even? Yeah. So it's actually a pretty extensive process. So I had to plan out the recipes for the summer of what we're going to do. So every two weeks I shoot two to three recipes, but they all have to be approved by, um, you know, my boss. And then from there I have to go out and purchase all the supplies, um, get, get everything set up on my boards to shoot and then make the stuff, uh, create the food blog, put the images into the food blog and make sure it's fully search engine optimized for our audience. Wow. Yeah. That's an extensive process. Do you have to go through and kind of like look at the relevant, um, hashtags and maybe like what people, um, like to at all? We definitely do. We have a hashtag that we use called cherry chef. So sometimes we see people posting stuff with our products. Um, a lot of times I'll go to my social media manager and we'll say, you know, what's trending on socials right now and things like that. Uh, our base, our target audience for Cherry is mostly a lot of women. So we really know, you know, what we're kind of tailoring to in the audience we're tailoring to. Cool. Um, so I guess with the Cherry Festival coming up, what are you doing to prepare for that? I know that's a really big event um, in Traverse City. Honestly, Olivia, I am not on that part of side of things. Okay. So I don't know what we're doing. I'm sure we're donating to it. I'm sure we're doing something of that sort. I know for like the Bayshore Marathon, we donated to, but however, that's not in mark digital oh, marketing yeah. ballpark. So yeah. I don't really know what we do to prepare for that. Yeah, that's totally fair. I love, oh, I love going to the Cherry Festival. It's like the one thing I look forward to every summer. <laughs> yes. Nellie is going to be there this summer. So I'm so excited. Me and my friends are going to Nellie. It'll be a blast. <laughs> That'll be really fun. Wow. So, um, uh, you're a GVSU alum. Um, do you know, did you go in knowing you wanted to pursue public relations or did you kind of figure it out along the way? Um, honestly, no, I didn't. Um, I thought I wanted to do government relations and I'm very happy. I decided to stick with public relations because when you get something more broad, obviously you can tailor it to what you want. Um, I went into you know, I did do public relations and really wanted to go into the government side of things, realized it wasn't for me. So then I was able to switch sides. But I think, you know, after talking to Dr. Penning and Adrian Wallace, I just was on the right track. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. And it's turned out perfect for me. It's really good. Yeah, I feel like with PR, there's just so many different ways you can go about it. And um, when you don't like tailor yourself into like one specific thing, it just leaves so much room for more opportunities and that's it does and and there's so many opportunities out there right now it's just really exciting for anybody graduating or anybody in the PR and comms world exactly and then like I feel like too um like when I was applying for internships I would apply for things in like marketing or communications because like I feel like it's all kind of around the same realm of things so 
It totally is. I've definitely learned a lot jumping into my marketing role that I didn't learn in PR and advertising. But however, obviously advertising and marketing goes hand in hand, PR and marketing goes hand in hand. So I think, you know, if you're willing to learn, you can do anything in the comms world. Right. Exactly. And that's uh, so I love about it. But um, so at GV, were you involved in any clubs or societies or anything like that? Yes, I was. I was involved in the GVSU PR alumni group um, with Emily. She was our leader. So I did that. And then I was also involved in the Grand Valley College Republicans Club, where I then went on to be treasurer of the Michigan Federation of Republicans Club. Don't ask me how I was treasurer. Don't know. Which is what led me out to Washington, D.C. Once I got to Washington, D.C., I realized, well, maybe that's not the party I'm a part of. I don't know if I'm a Republican, Democrat, anything like that. Um, But being a part of those clubs got my foot in the door to go work in Congress and be out in Washington, D.C. in the hustle and bustle of things, which is honestly my biggest blessing. So definitely join the clubs, join anything. I wish I would have been a part of PRSSA, but I was not. Um, So that's obviously one as well. Wow, that's really cool. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that's also just a really impressive title as well. So (laughs) yeah, it it was fun. It was fun. I, I, looking back, I don't know if I would have been in the College of Republicans or College of Democrats. I really don't know. (laughs) um so now that you're graduated and you're in your career is there anything that you wish you would have known um when you were in school that you know now hmm I I wish definitely to have taken paid internships I went out and interned in the house representatives and I didn't get paid for it so it was extremely expensive I'm very fortunate to have parents who saw you know, the best in me and wanted me to pursue that, but definitely paid internships. I wish I would have sat down with my professors a lot more and had one-on-one conversations. Um, because looking back, those conversations with Dr. Penning and Adrian, um, those were the ones that were like stuck with me more than lectures, more than anything. Um, so definitely just one-on-one time with my professors and probably just getting to know my classmates a little better so that I could have networked later in life with them because they all have such amazing roles around Michigan, around the country. Um, so definitely just those things. Yeah. Yeah. That was like my big thing is, um, my first week at GV, I, uh, got to sit in at a grand PR meeting. And then like, I met, um, a senior who is like actually one of my best friends this day, but she's like, she's like moving to Colorado and stuff. And so, um, just like that, just kind of thing just opens so many doors and makes so many connections just all around the world. So it's really cool. It does. And in my program, we had so many kick butt people in it. Like now we have a girl out in Las Vegas working. We have Emily, who's very successful. We have people in GR. And so I just wish I would have gotten to know them a little better so that, you know, definitely along the way, it would have opened up different career opportunities or even just reaching out in my position saying, hey, are you doing this? What are you seeing in the trends? Things like that. What's influencing your work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any any connection, any little bit for sure. can make. Yes. It. Um, so you have a master's in communications? Yes. So I have a master's in communications from Georgetown University out in Washington, D.C. Um, I asked Adrian and Dr. Uh, Penning if I should get one. And they're like, you know, it's not necessary. But I was working a great job out in Washington, D.C. And I got paid enough to pay it as I went. So I just grinded it out, got it. And looking back, I'm so happy I did because it has allowed me to get, you know, to bargain for higher a higher pay to get those positions that maybe I wouldn't have been able to get with just a bachelor's degree and start my career off a little higher. Um, so I'm so thrilled I did it. It was very challenging, um, but it, it's probably my biggest, uh, my biggest accomplishment. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I feel like that in general is just like a big life accomplishment. And then those experiences you gain while you're there for sure. I could Yes. Yes. So I, I mean, I would definitely say to people do it, but if you talk to other people, it's obviously not necessary and it's very expensive. So I understand both people that cannot. Yeah. Um, so where were you working, I guess, during this time again? So I was working at the time I went to Georgetown at the National Pension Fund in Washington, D.C. I was their communication specialist. So I did a ton of PR for them. So I was writing press releases when the airline companies were going down during COVID. I was, you know, communicating to our pension members how their pensions were being affected with COVID. It was it turned into more of a crisis communications job than it did public relations. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but at the end of the day, when COVID hit, I was like, I need to move home. So I went remote at the National Pension Fund, continued getting my master's online from Georgetown and ended up graduating from Georgetown while I was living in Traverse City. Wow. Yeah. COVID. So, yeah. So it was a huge transition. I'm sure like many during COVID, but I, I wouldn't have changed any of it. And I really enjoyed my job at the pension fund. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I guess uh, with your experiences and everything, um, do you have any tips or tricks for brand awareness or campaigning or anything like that? And any of your experiences at Cherry Republic or involved in politics or anything like that? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Let me think here. What are some tips on brand awareness and campaigning? Definitely my boss stresses, stresses, stresses. We need to be up on the trends and getting, you know, HubSpot's newsletter, you know, add in PR newsletters, everything so that when it comes to brand awareness, we're like ready to go with the newest industry trends. We're ready to kick it out to our audience because PR and communications and marketing is changing so, so fast that every day we wake up, it's like, there's a new trend. You shouldn't be email marketing anymore. You should be text messaging your customers. You shouldn't, you know, all this stuff. So when it comes to brand awareness, we just really stay up to date on the trends, make sure they're consistent to what we're doing every day at Cherry. And we just go with it and we've created success because of it. Yeah. I feel like with PR, it's always changing. And so you're always constantly learning and that's, I don't know, that's what I love about it too. You know, you're never bored. (laughs) Yes. So definitely my thing is even like now sign up for newsletters from big time, you know, businesses that are in the comms world and get their newsletters, read them, make sure you're up to date and you'll be great going into your job or internship. Perfect. Um, So do you have a certain strategy or base plan that you follow when you're, um, making plans or anything like that, that I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, our strategy at True Republic, this is kind of crazy. Our values are life, liberty, beaches, and pie. So we really want to be very, you know, very fun, lighthearted, whimsical with everything that we do. So whether we're putting out a press release, we want to talk about a story, a lighthearted story. If we're talking about social media, we've noticed that everybody loves outdoor photography. They don't necessarily interact when we post a new cherry jam or something like that. But if we post a picture of the beach in Traverse City, that those posts blow up. So when it comes to brand awareness, we are just really targeted in on what our customers want to see and what they want to see in the stores, socials, emails, et cetera. We have it down right to a T. Nice. Wow. Yeah, for sure. I love, um, I think I follow Cherry Public and I just, I love seeing the beach. I just, oh, I love it up there. Yeah. Yeah. Our social media manager does a great job with what our audience wants. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, post this recipe and it doesn't do as well. He's like, Allie, we need to post, you know, outdoor photography and things like that. So he definitely knows what he's doing. Right. Right. Um, so what is your personal favorite social platform? Yeah. You know, I'm, I got huge into TikTok during 
COVID and I started like that, but now I'm back to Instagram and reels. I think those reels are where it's at. Um, so I love Instagram and I love connecting with people on there. Nice. Do you have like, a, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What's your favorite platform? Oh, my favorite. Yeah. It's Instagram. I use Instagram all the time. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm obsessed. I think I I'll die with that app. <laughs> oh, goodness, me too. <laughs> um, do you have like a theme going for, um, either one of your accounts? Yeah. So I started the social spoon agency. I switched over from Ellie's area free kitchen blog because I really want to give back to local businesses in Northern Michigan, whether it's restaurants, wineries, coffee shops, whatever it is. I've noticed that a lot of companies in the food and beverage industry struggle on socials up here in Northern Michigan. So I have now branded myself as a way to as a food photographer, social media management, and brand strategy for these companies. So I definitely try to stay up with all the trends. So it's kind of crazy because even like fonts are trending. So like certain fonts, certain, you know, like right now the neutral colors are so big in social media. So just staying up to date on that stuff for myself um, has allowed me to get clients and gain a new audience here in Traverse. Do you want to tell me more about um, your side hustle that you do? That's so, that's so interesting. Yeah, I definitely do. I, so my primary job is to public at the end of the day. That's my number one goal every day I wake up, but then I obviously, you know, really want to do things on my side time and take more pictures. So with inflation rising with groceries and stuff, I didn't have the means to keep buying stuff to make my own recipes. So I was like, why don't I flip this and turn it into a way that I can help local businesses grow their socials? So I have been able to land clients through doing the social spoon agency. It's just me, myself. I take food photography. I help them with social media content creation and, you know, creating consistent brand messaging for them. So it's been a hit so far and I'm really excited to see where it goes. What kind of um, places are you able to say, like what kind of businesses you've helped or like where? Um, I I can, I can say that I have helped um, some wineries, a restaurant in town and a big time fruit and produce company up here in Northern Michigan. So I've created contracts with them and worked with them. But before working local, I worked with national brands like Bob's Red Mill, Enjoy Life, um, you know, brands like that, that are more allergy tailored because I was doing dairy free stuff, but now I'm solely focused on Northern Michigan. I want to do all things with, you know, the food and beverage industry up here. That's really interesting. Oh, it's fun. It's a blast, man. It, it you know, working with food never gets old. <laughs> I've noticed yeah, how it's changing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so fun. That's good. Wow. <clears throat> um, so what was, what were some of the ways that you networked your, um, your side hustle, I guess? Definitely through Traverse City Young uh, Professionals. I have, you know, whatever city I've been in, whether it was Washington, D.C., Grand Valley, now Traverse City, I always join young professional clubs because I've realized, you know, everybody our age is wanting to hustle on their own right now. It's like we love our corporate jobs, but on the side, it's like, how can we make a little extra money to, you know, be successful? Uh So I go to Traverse City Young Professionals. We meet once a month um, somewhere at like a bar in Traverse City and you just go and talk. And I've definitely, you know, put my messaging out through there. I definitely message it on TikTok, um, through relevant hashtags up here in Northern Michigan, things like that. So I definitely love getting the message about it, out about it. And I think it's important that, you know, I do have a side hustle on top of my daily to help me stay creative. Nice. Um, so do you get creative, uh, when you're like making your food to look aesthetic and everything? Cause I love doing that. 
I do. It's so hard. I mean, sometimes I spend hours on shoots for Cherry Republic because I just can't get the image right. Um, and sometimes my food shoots don't turn out at all because I didn't have a vision going in. So I've noticed, you know, now very similar to like creating a movie or, you know, a short film, like you have to storyboard your stuff to make sure that it turns out or else you dump so much time and energy into a product that just isn't going to work out. So plan, 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 and have a strategy going into things. Yeah. Do you make, um, so I'm guessing you make reels for your recipes that people can follow. I do. So for Cherry Republic, I help our social media manager by making reels for our recipes. So those are, you know, those are really time consuming, um, but they definitely pay off. And I, I mean, I love reels. I think they're the new way to communicate. um, so do you make all your own recipes I guess with um the food that you make on your um like just on your Instagram oh me yes (laughs) yeah I do I always come up with my own dairy recipes I usually like will create um you know like if there's a really good lasagna recipe that my mom made I'll turn it vegan or I'll turn it dairy free things like that so I just adjust them to how they'll work for my dietary dietary needs Oh yeah. And so I guess with like all of the like experimenting, have you ever had something that's just like completely failed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last week. So Cherry Republic, we put out a recipe and I, they're like, Oh, can you test this out? So I tested it out and made it and it didn't work out. And it, we turns out, turned out it was a issue with one of our products and not with the recipe itself, but that was kind of like a, oh wait, before we ever push something out again, we need to make sure that it's doable and that our customers can make it. So that was a big lesson we learned with us spending more time and energy in food blogging. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess that could be a good thing too. So then, you know, and then you aren't getting like the customers and everything. Yeah. Like people calling customer service, like, why isn't this turning out? So we definitely learned our lesson and we will be making things before pushing them out. (laughs) Oh, so um, and then I guess what's one thing that like a lot of customers will buy or a lot of people really like, um, so shockingly our favorite or our customer favorite is cherry salsa. People are always like, what do you mean cherry salsa? But that is our number one selling item. And we just, me and my boss just did a, um, oh, we sat down with, um, MSU college students in marketing and talked to them and they were all so floored that cherry salsa was our best seller, but it's so delicious. And I encourage everybody, you know, to go to cherry Republic in Michigan or go online and check it out and see all of our efforts. Perfect. Yes. Well, um, do you have anything else that you'd like to share that maybe has um, helped you or you just really enjoy and you just want um, everyone to know? Hmm, I guess one thing would just be to go with your gut don't listen or think about what other students are doing. I know that was me. I was so wrapped up in like what my peers were doing, what fellow students were doing. Everybody's on their own path and that's how you're going to be successful. So trust your gut, have fun with what you do and don't be stuck in a job you're miserable at because there are jobs out there that, you know, you'll have a blast at. And my last piece of advice is don't listen to the whole job jumping thing. If you are not happy, jump your job, go somewhere new and you know, you'll, like work-life balance is so important. And I've learned that at Cherry Republic and everyone can be successful and happy at the same time. Wow. That was really good advice. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. (laughs) So the main takeaway from this episode is that I'm clearly missing out on cherry salsa. And if you haven't tried it yet, you clearly are too. So next time you're in Trevor City, make sure to stop at the Cherry Republic and pick yourself up some cherry salsa. 
through this episode, we learned that if something doesn't feel right, trust your gut. Inner success comes from when you feel satisfied with what you're doing because people are more apt to do something that they enjoy. And I can tell and I can truly hear the passion in Ellie's voice when she was speaking about her current role and working for the Cherry Republic. You aren't necessarily supposed to know what you want to do for the rest of your life, and that's the beauty of PR. The opportunities are endless. And so if you ever want to reach out to Ellie, I know that she would love to speak with you. I'll leave all of her contact information in the show notes below. But until then, I'll see you all next time on PR Hangover.